I'll give Bob Cousy some credit right here. I dated a girl uh, in college who her when Bob Cousy was at Holy Cross in college, her grandpa played at Loyola here in Chicago. And in the NCAA tournament, like the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or Final Four or something, it was a, it was an important game. He guarded him and they were the Holy Cross was down by one point and there was like no time left. And like he had basically held Bob Cousy to like 12 points or something. And Bob Cousy went right as he always did. And then he went behind his back to his left hand and finished the layup basically right before the buzzer to win the game. Holy shit. I've been pretty vocal about my anti-ASMR stance. I recently found out that I have I have an avenue of ASMR that I really fuck with. Because um, most of it is just porn. This is a little bit different. <laughs> um, I found an AMR Instagram account where it's just a dude cleaning his apartment. And it is absolutely delightful and i it inspired me to like deep clean my apartment and basically declutter like four different closets this weekend um so jack designs on instagram for anybody who's looking for like cleaning inspo my fucking dude and he's british so maybe it is porn maybe it is porn but uh i i admittedly follow i'm subscribed to an asmr youtube channel i don't watch it super frequently but like if i am having a sleep i will throw it on it is uh this british chick it is not very like <laughs> i'm sorry you, simply I, you I, just say british chick i was like well it really sounds pornographic porn, now porn. <laughs> it, there, there are definitely like I've, I've read her youtube comments at times and i'm like some creepy weird people that watch this and like are de- are definitely uh probably into it for some sort of sexual gratification but i just really like the uh, sound of her voice and it's very soothing and usually about 10 minutes of that and i can turn my phone off and go to sleep um but yeah that that is um it is i i definitely think there is a uh dark i don't want to call it a dark side but like a a, a seedier side yeah we don't we don't kink shame here but uh we know what it is we know what it is we know what you guys are doing it's okay Do your thing. Just but let's I, just call I'll it what give, it is. I'll give I'll give Lucy from Creative Calm ASMR a, a quick shout out on the on the shout podcast. Out. Look at this. So. Look how look how beautiful it is. It's just him cleaning his apartment, and you can just like hear it ever so slightly. The vacuum, the spray, the wipes. It's fucking delightful. Matt, Matt Matt I just like stumbled upon it randomly on Instagram, and then Matt Reed and I were texting with Nikki, and I he noticed that I liked one of the videos, and he was like, "Do you like Jackson?" I was like, "I just came across it," and then we were just like lamenting in our like love for slash horniness that oh yeah there it is you know what it is porn i it's out there it's out there it got me something about a clean apartment man something about a clean apartment jay you give me big uh you were super into marie kondo during uh quarantine oh buddy i there was a period there after the ex left where i was just like really into organizing and cleaning and like moving furniture around just to fuck with the feng shui and uh, yeah, I watched a couple episodes of Marie Kondo, and I was just like, "Let me see if I can get some inspiration." I'll tell you what, Marie Marie Kondo never did this to me. She never did this to me. This man's got me by the balls. Jack Callahan, British dude, game over. What's? Oh, it's both of you are British. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's okay. A thing. Yeah, I, 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 similarly, I was never into like being into the ASMR thing until I, I came across this this chick. I don't know if it's the British accent or what it is. It really it is. does it for me, but it it, it's definitely. I think it's the British accent. It is. This is why. This is why I can't listen to Harry Potter. I have to read it because it'll be a different experience. <laughs> a real different experience. Just woof, woof. Sorry, I just got chills on my mind. It's a story about a bunch of preteens. <laughs> Oh, yeah. did Ted leave? <laughs> no, he's still there. I think he just uh, put himself on mute. He did say this is on beta, so <laughs> I guess that's true. Ted is not actually uh, on the computer right now. He's on his phone. Yeah, uh, he's having PC issues. Our former employer is getting better at blocking people from using the com- their computers anymore. Yeah. I had the same experience when I quit. So Ted is just going through his his quitting slash not having a computer phase, which is. It's my favorite. It was one. Of, it was one of my favorite phases post uh, 
post quitting. It's just like, oh well, you know, that's uh, all right. I'm I'm no, I'm no computer guy now. That's it. Just no computer guy. Yeah. Well, is Tad coming back? I'm confused as to what had happened there. I'm confused too. Uh, he got hilarious. a phone call. There you go. <laughs> that's hilarious. Does that mean he got kicked off? And we're gonna redo it. Yeah. Let's just pause real quick. So Welcome what is back. Like I could, oh, wait, yeah. I could, uh, I could still hear you guys. Uh, oh, nice. I, uh, my girlfriend called and I had to fuck you button her, uh, thinking that would, that would stop, like it would, it would keep me on here. And it, it did. I could still hear you guys. I couldn't see myself and I kept trying to talk and there wasn't anything coming out, but I got a text from her immediately after that was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had to, I had to respond to me. times a day oh my god adorable <laughs> so adorable. you know i mean hey just because she's in I, i'm seeing her tomorrow too so you know we'll be in, in minneapolis so i gotta going out there for a wedding and i'm wearing a suit that doesn't fit me that my tailor told me um yeah you should have brought this in a month ago not two weeks beforehand so uh it doesn't fit you in what type of way that's too big or too small too big oh well, i got it i got it i problems. got it i got it tailored uh like a couple of years ago, three years ago, I think. And I've since like lost like even more weight than I had lost at that time. Um, and humble now, brain. I mean, it, it, I, I'm, I'm looking, yes, it was, uh, actually it wasn't really humble at all. I'm just fucking fit point King point over here in your face. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it's like a full on like Donald Trump suit now though. Like just big and, oh, and baggy and boxy. It's not a good, it's not a good look. That's not a good look. It's not. And, uh, uh yeah, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I am now back to my uh, pre-pandemic weight, and so all my fun suits don't fit me at all because my ass is huge. So, uh, had a real fun conversation with my therapist yesterday about willpower. So that was that was great. But uh, we're back. We're fucking back. I worked out three times this week already. And uh, boy, it sucks that you say willpower. As I sit here thinking to myself, at what point during this podcast recording should I order Chinese food? <laughs> Yeah, you say that when you weigh like 115 pounds soaking wet. Fuck hey, fuck hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey. like 140. Hey, Jay, Jay, if it makes you feel better, I haven't been to the gym in over a week at, at this point, and Definitely. I have eaten Chinese food and pizza, and uh, I've, I've uh, I got real drunk yesterday, <laughs> and then got suit. I got real drunk yesterday. He's uh, in the I, suit. <laughs> He's trying to fit into that suit. I got drunk yesterday at a golf tournament, and then came home and drank a half a bottle of Bullet Bourbon. Uh, just by myself. So while playing the song all by myself. <laughs> oh, I was actually watching the Simpsons. No, no, no. That strike that. First I watched the OG Top Gun and then and then I watched the Simpsons. But I was drinking bourbon during both of those activities. Have you seen Top Gun yet? No. Not the new one, no. So good. So good. It's fucking fantastic. I've, I've heard it's incredible. I I want to go. I've been waiting for this movie to come out since they originally announced it. And yet I'm like behind the A ball and seeing it. And I'm not even I'm not even working right now. Like I'm 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 between jobs. Like I have all the time in the world to go see this and I, I just haven't. Just yeah, it's a real miss. It's a real miss. Figure your life out, man. Figure your life man. out. Jeez. Come on. Jeez. Well, I, I went out, I went out with you last Friday and then basically my Saturday was a fucking complete wash. So. Yeah, somehow I was able to bounce back Saturday cuz yeah, I I yeah, I it didn't start it didn't start well, but I bounced back. <laughs> I took what I what I thought was going to be a pasta making class. Turned out it was just a pasta eating class, which was fine. Um, What's it? Well, what, what does that entail? Yeah, I, I'm very. I, I need an explanation. Details. Yeah, so, you can't broad strokes that. January 2020, my coworkers bought me because they know how much I love cooking, and I had talked about like Master of None at nauseum, and so they were like, "We're gonna buy Jay a pasta making class from Italy," and I was like, "Cool, bet." And so 
sometime last week i was like you know what i haven't taken this fucking class yet now that Ely's back open i'm just gonna book it and so i like went through the classes and it was just like summer pasta summer pasta class and i was just like must be a pasta making class and so i registered for the class went to Italy, and it was literally just like 12 people sitting at tables they give you antipasta and then you watch the chef and he talks you through the process of making the pasta like making the dish but it's not fresh pasta it's just like here's a bag of pasta you can buy here and here's how you make puntanesca with it and i was just like well this is not exactly what i was hoping for i mean i enjoyed the pasta Doesn't i learned it some things good it was delicious i got nice. like two glasses of wine and some a glass of prosecco with like a little antipasta play it was very delightful i just That's went nice. in i went in with like pasta making clothes and i'm like damn i should have dressed up a little bit better this looks like shit but uh yeah i gotta have to redo that one because i'd really pasta. like to what's make your pasta, pasta making scratch. clothes outfit um it's my light wash blue jeans my uh this color but hoodie uh and then my shitty ass gym shoes uh and a t-shirt that i don't care about just in case that is a big miss at ely yeah, yeah. i wasn't proud of it i was like damn if i would have known i would have stunted i mean not my shittiest gym shoes but like my new republic's I, I took a I took a I took a page from JJ Reddick's book, which is buy the same leather white sneakies, have two of them, so you have like one trash pair, one clean pair, and then you just recycle them out, and then your clean pair becomes your trash pair, much like the New Balance dad shoes. Yeah, that's what my dad. That's literally what my dad <laughs> yeah, does. I'm exactly. pretty sure I brought it up on this podcast. My dad has a pair of New Balance that he mows the lawn in once they've gotten to a point that it's time for them to mow the lawn, and then he's got a pair that he wears when he takes my mom out on a nice date. <laughs> sure, exactly. That's how I treat my. That's how I treat my leather white sneakies. So I got two pairs, and I wore my my. Okay, going so out that's and the second time you said sneakies. It's on purpose. It, that wasn't an accident. Yes. 100%. Okay. Cool. Yes. He called me off guard at Do first, guys- and I was like, "He say sneakies." I did. Do you guys call them gym shoes? No. That's like an Illinois only thing I've learned. Is like back home, like in Iowa, everybody calls them tennis shoes. I've always called them sneakers. Um, I call them sneakers now. Growing up, it was definitely gym shoes. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, that's, gym that's, shoes. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. But that's like an Illinois thing only. The only like that that hmm. is like a very regional specific thing that I actually and I just learned that. Like not that long ago, I was like listening to a podcast and people were talking about that. They're like, Illinois is the only place where they call them gym shoes. Hmm. Hmm. Look at us. So, Trendsetters. You know. Trendsetters. Uh, I don't know if I'd go Does that anybody far. else say it though? I don't think people say it. <laughs> no, everybody else says sneakers, those fuckers. Yeah. Or or tennis or tennis shoes. Tennis shoes is very common. Tennis as well. shoes. That's, I think more, isn't tennis interesting shoes, one. I think, is a is a more Midwest and like South thing, and then like sneakers is like East Coast. The coastal the coastal elites. You're right. Coastal sneakers, elites. You know? <laughs> And now us. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. Uh, we're not Coastal Elites, but we are NBA. The podcast tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk shit. I'm your host, Nick Aquiles, a.k.a. Steve Curly Fries. Ooh, I am getting hungry. We got... <laughs> we got... <laughs> That Ted just like uh, opened his mouth, but I didn't yeah. hear any laughter come out. And I was yeah, like, "Is he yeah, laughing? Was, Is he gonna say no, anything?" I, I, I he just was, made like a face. Out. Like ah. I was, I was trying to quietly laugh. Uh, <laughs> that was a, that, you got. I was a shoulder shaker for sure. So. <laughs> a shoulder shaker. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got one of my co-hosts here, folks, today, and that's my brother from the same mother. Hey guys, it's me, Jay, aka Steve Javi Fizzle. This beat is automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. Sorry, that was a. I, I was I like, it. I wanted to do Stu J- Steve Javi so bad, and I str- like I would not create this event at this this like meeting until I could come up with it, and then it came to me, and so nice. then I had to sing it. I enjoyed that. That was very nice. Javi uh, <laughs> and. Our uh, beta tester for new stuff in podcasting history. It is our <laughs> brethren with less melanin. Hey, what's up? It's Tad, aka Bad Bad Jalen Brown. Worst handles in the whole damn town. Oh no! <laughs> Worst handles. Rude. Not great. Not the Rude. That guy can't take anybody off the bounce to save his fucking life. Mm. Dude, how many times does that guy dribble the ball off his leg he, in a in a game? He does. I would Quite man. A few times, I, I don't know. I would argue that. Uh, I don't know. I would argue that I, I think that uh, Marcus Smart is worse. I don't think he's been he, that he, bad. 
you might you might be right, but Marcus Smart isn't attacking the paint with as much frequency as Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown. Like, dude, he he just cannot handle the ball, man. It's it's bad. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree. I mean, he shook up somebody the other day. I forget who was guarding him. I think it might have been was it Kevin Looney? Might have been Kevin Looney or Draymond. No, it probably wasn't Draymond. <laughs> Probably wasn't Draymond. I think it was Kevon Looney. Dude, if you if you put if you put Kevon Looney on skates, like that doesn't count. That's that's like that, that that's not. They're that, NBA that players, Thaddeus. They're NBA I understand players. that, but like that, like yeah, and like I'm not putting Kevon Looney on skates. You're not doing it. Nikki's not doing it. But like, if you are another, if you are an NBA guard that can beat Kevon Looney off the bounce like that, we're, we're not. What, what are we, we? It's like a participation trophy for being able to do that. Unreal. Unreal. Also, don't don't diminish my talents. I could absolutely put Kevin Looney on skates. I was gonna say I was gonna say the same thing. I feel like I just don't think that's skates, I just don't think I, that's I true. He's he's like six ten and long and athletic as hell. Like, yeah. Oh, I got. Oh man, damn you legs. should see my hand. And you know what? I'd Bob Cousy it on one hand. Left hand behind my back. Right hand. Oh 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 oh. Watch out, Kevin. Oh 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 oh. And then there he goes. Poor Bob Cousy just been I might getting, miss the shot. But. Poor Bob Cousy just been getting dunked on by people for the stop. last couple of weeks. I won't just stop. getting I simply, dunked I won't on. Pretty funny. And he's just like chilling in retirement. And he's just like, what did I do to all you guys? He what? probably doesn't know, dude. He, he does. Like 90 years old. He literally commented on JJ Reddick and he was like about JJ Reddick's comments. He's like, we had some pretty damn good plumbers back in the day. And like it was a it was like his like grandpa joke, but it was just he knows he's heard through people. Yeah, he's absolutely 100 years old. Like, maybe he should have learned how to dribble with his left hand. I, I don't know. Damn, I wonder who's the well, first actually, person. Actually, fun fact. Definitely a black guy. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun <laughs> fact. I'll give Bob Cousy some credit right here. I dated a girl uh, in college who, her when Bob Cousy was at Holy Cross in college, her grandpa played at Loyola here in Chicago, and in the NCAA tournament, like the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or Final Four or something, it was a, it was an important game. He guarded him, and they were the Holy Cross was down by one point, and there was like no time left, and like he had basically held Bob Cousy to like 12 points or something, and Bob Cousy went right as he always did, and then he went behind his back to his left hand and finished the layup basically right before the buzzer to win the game. Holy shit! That's a fucking buzzer beater if I ever heard one. Like it, it is, it is, it is thought to be the first time that somebody went behind their back in a like organized basketball game. No shit. Everyone in the crowd shit themselves. <laughs> yes. it's the story they, of they Bob Cousy. He's a witch. <laughs> her family had the. Uh, her family had the like uh, Sports Illustrated. <clears throat> The, the, like the article like the and like the article was in there and uh it was it was very like old timey you know like the quotes from from people that were like talking <laughs> about it but uh yeah a fun fun little fact there uh, i i the so um yeah i mean that it, it, you know whatever i'll give i'll give koozie some credit there but i i would actually absolutely light that guy up for <laughs> never stops never <laughs> stops Oh, no, he is I think, 93. 93. Oh, then I definitely light his ass up right now. <laughs> he could not handle me. I would make that man sh- just wither and just his whole bones would break. Cross Dude, him up he's so 93. quickly. He can't even get in a defensive stance. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'd walk up to, if I ever saw him, I'd walk right up to him, pat, give, him give him a bounce pass. Check up, old man. <laughs> Let's do he this. Probably fracture his sternum. If he, like he probably couldn't even catch the damn ball. Oh no! no okay, Here, never mind. Here's, I, a, I don't here's a fun. Here's a fun little trivia question. I know that this is. I'm taking Nikki's spot, but this is just like on the spot. How fucking dare you? Bob Cousy played for two teams in the NBA: the Boston Celtics and one other team, the Kansas City Royals. C- Cincinnati. Oh, there, that's what I meant. Cincinnati. Cincinnati I have a Cincinnati Royals T-shirt. How many games? Did Bob Cousy play with the Cincinnati Royals? 69. 14. Seven. Seven Eight. games. Seven games. Wow. He was a player coach. At the age of 41, oh. stopped playing. He retired at 34, did the Jordan thing, came back at 41, played seven games with the Royals. <laughs> Damn, fact. that's yeah. way longer. Fun fact. 37 I, I to 41? Uh, I have 34. a Cincinnati Royals. Oh, 34 to 41. Wow. 
It's a very yeah. comfortable T-shirt. I believe it. I believe nice. it. But I'm gonna burn it now that I know that fucking Bob Cousy's bitch ass played. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's go on over to my random stat quiz. So, currently Celtics and Warriors are in the uh, NBA Finals under head coach Steve Kerr, who, as a coach for the Warriors, has a record of 17-11 and 11 in the NBA Finals. If you include the two games that's been played so far, it's actually 18-12. and 12. Can you tell me what NBA team has the best record in the NBA Finals? Mm. Best okay, just just for clarity, best record winning percentage wise or most wins? Winning percentage wise. Chicago most wins we already know. Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. Fuck, that was easy. You both knew that real quick. Yeah, duh. Uh, I, I, Jordan, Chicago. It, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, as soon as uh I was getting water and uh as you started to ask the question, I was like, it's the Bulls. It's for sure the Bulls. Like I had myself muted and I was like, I'm not gonna cut off his question. But I know exactly where this is going. Nice. It's the So, yeah. 24 and 11 record. Uh, 686 is their winning percentage. Let's go, dude. Uh, second How place. About we go? Who, let's wait, wait. Why, why don't we guess who, who's. Guess who's second place? Second place team. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Houston Rockets. Oh, that's an interesting pick. Yeah, because I guess it's not like minimum. There's no like minimum gameplays. It's just like winning percentage. That's a yeah. oh, that's a good pick. I'm gonna go with. Give me Golden State. Okay, so the Houston Rockets have 11 losses, just like the Bulls, but they only have 12 wins. Ooh. So that's oh, a 52 percent. I guess I was really only thinking there were two titles in the 90s, and I'm like, I don't even know. If yeah, they lost the finals outside of that. Yeah, the. Warriors, um, thirty-five and twenty-six with a fifty-seven point four. They that would put them down at what third place? Seventh. Oof. Okay, one more guess. The Pistons. I mean, judging. I'll just say the Lake. I'll, I'll just say the Lakers. Yeah, I feel like I need to guess. Uh, the Lakers are eleventh, ninety-three and ninety-two. Uh, fifteen percent. Uh, and then the Pistons are ninth, twenty-two and eighteen, fifty-five percent. How about the Hawks? No, the Bucks. Bucks are eleven and six. That puts them at fifth, sixty-four point seven percent win percentage. Then it's got it's be- a Western Conference team. Oh shit, San Antonio. 23 and 11, 67.6. Uh, we always we forget about them. First. We always forget yeah, about them. Yeah, we do. Yeah, because it's fucking San Antonio. Man. San Antonio. Like, the fuck? Boring. Very good team. But, I mean, they, the only reason they don't have the same winning percentage as the, as the Bulls is because it, it took them one less game to well, – they only played 34 finals games. They're 23 and 11, where the Bulls are 24 and 11. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Does it change anything for you guys when ranking all-time teams and like players and whatnot when you consider the fact that <clears throat> for the longest time the first round was only 5 games? Um no, not really. Cuz they've gone back and forth with that over the years. Yeah. The huge deal. I I like that it is 7 now. I enjoy a long series, although they don't always make it to seven. See, I would, I would actually prefer five. I agree, I agree, especially in the first round. Like these, we want to see the best teams in the finals. Like, like yes, people love upsets, but we want to see the best teams battle it out in the finals because it's the likelihood is that it's going to be the most entertaining series. And so, don't make these teams, don't give these teams any opportunity to hurt themselves. And potentially Joel Embiid, right? Now that was that was Glenn Rivers' fault. But well, I mean, like fucking, you know, like Chris Paul, like Chris Middleton, right? Like all these dudes who got injured. It's just like, damn it, man! Like, don't like cut down on the games that we don't care as much about. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Which I is a good segue. That. Well, we the games that. that we do uh, care about. Honest. The finals are on their way, and as of right now. Uh, it's a 1-1 tie. The first one, 
the uh, Warriors were up by quite a lot after the third, but then the Celtics put it on them and ended up winning game one, and then the Warriors returned the favor by winning game two. Both games ended in blowouts, but were actually a lot closer for a good portion of the game. So let's talk a little bit. Warriors, Celtics, Jay, what you thinking so far? I keep going back and forth on, is this a really competitive series, or is this going to be a really competitive series, or... Like, so here's where I keep going back. Like, here's what I keep going back to. You could look at both games here and look at scenarios where both of the teams fucked up in some capacity, right? Like the Warriors were winning in game one. I think at one point they were up by like 13 and then completely 12. They're up up, up 12 at the end of the third quarter. So end of the third quarter, they're up 12. Pretty solid lead. And they blow it in the fourth. Now, a lot of that has to do with Boston's defense. Al Horford playing out of his mind. Derek White playing out of his mind. Turn that to game two. We got a pretty close game going in the third. And then the Warriors just like go off. Jordan Poole scores 17. Steph goes crazy. Like, and at the same time, the Celtics cannot stop turning over the ball. Um, I This has been a pretty even match, despite the fact that this last game wasn't pretty towards the end. It's been a really even match series so far. Like, both teams have been playing supreme defense, supreme defense. Um, game one, you got games out of Al Horford and Derek White that you're likely not going to get again out of Derek White. I mean, he still had a solid game two. I think he had like 12 points. Um, Al Horford yeah, got it was nothing going in game Man, two. Al Horford only had two points, it was? Yeah, I, two. Yeah, and I don't think he took his first shot until the third quarter. Like, that's absurd. I don't think that happens again. So, like, the both teams are scheming in a way that is really – interesting to watch um i'm keeping a really close eye on marcus smart as this series goes on i think when when you get a marcus smart game like you got in game two where he's just like fuck it i'm taking over that's never good for the celtics where in game one like he came out hot and then he kind of he reined himself in and actually he was he was pretty bad in both games but at least on the first game he was playing good defensively and Derek white was able to offset it um it's been a really fun series. I think there is some worry on the Warriors side, though, and here's why. Before Jordan Poole's third quarter, he was pretty shit through the first two games. Clay has been shit through the first two games. Draymond did Draymond shit in game two, but was pretty meh in game one overall. And he's also not going to give you much offense. I have concerns about the Warriors tapping out offensively against this Boston defense which is why I'm still leaning I think I'm leaning Celtics in 7. 10. Far cry far cry from your guys' supreme confidence in the Warriors in 6 I and I did not waver in the Warriors in 7 and I will not waver on that now. I still think the Warriors are going to win this in 7 games. I agree with you that there are like some legitimate concerns. Uh Clay Thompson is fucking terrible. Like well, I mean he's not fucking terrible, but he looks fucking terrible right now. Um and my concern, though, is the Warriors have actually like a pretty serviceable, like they're a serviceable defensive team. Like they've got some like kind of shitty defenders when you talk about like Jordan Poole and like Steph isn't a particularly good defender, uh, but their defense is good enough. And I don't know if Boston has the offensive firepower to keep up with Golden State's offense. Um, yes, you've got Jason, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I almost called him Jason Brown, um, but you've got Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. Put it on a T-shirt. Um, but, but Jason a... Jason Brown and Jalen Jalen Tatum. Love it. Jalen Tatum's kind of hard to say. There's a there's a substantial drop off in their offensive quality after that, and like they really need big nights from like unusual suspects, un- like an unlikely cast of characters, like we saw in Game One where Al Horford and Derek White were seemingly just throwing the ball into the ocean. I swear to God, every shot they took, was it went in. It was uh, insane yeah. for that, a moment there in that fourth quarter. Really, like, it was ridiculous. Was outrageous. I mean, they, they outscored the Warriors 40-16. to 16. Um, I do think that the the Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr had a much better game plan in game two. Um, they were, they went, they went heavy on the pick and roll in the fourth quarter. Um, in game one and it 
like it it wasn't working. I mean, Boston Boston's a good man defensive team, and they can yeah. switch. And when you don't have a size like the Warriors do, it makes it more difficult. Well, the Warriors kind of went back. They they went back to their motion offense that they run pretty frequently when they're not running a lot of the high pick, um, and it was effective. And then they came out um, in the back half of game two, and after running a motion all night and running the Celtics defenders ragged, and then just ass blasted them with a fucking the high pick after high pick after high pick. So. Um, look, that's the, that's the, that's the scientific right. term here. Okay. okay. Um, Is that the so, title? As blasted <laughs> with the high screen. <laughs> they did. I mean, they, dude, Steph, they, they, they just, all they did was run these picks for Steph Curry. And I watched Daniel Tice, uh, like go under every single one of those screens. And he's like basically in the paint. Like you can't you can't guard Steph Curry like that. Like you got to get out there and make an effort to get a hand in his face. And like the Warriors just went to that and they just ate him alive. But um, I, I think that's the big thing that they've just got to keep doing: a lot of ball movement, running the Celtics around, and then go to your bread and butter at the end of the game and run that high pick and roll when they're already exhausted. They don't want to fight over screens, um, and nobody wants to chase Steph Curry around for thirty five minutes a night. Nobody wants to do that. Um, and if you just keep doing that. I just I don't see how Boston can win. Boston, they're definitely going to win some more games. This is going seven games. Um, I'm concerned about the competitiveness of these games, though. Like I am worried that we're going to get what we've gotten all playoffs long, where teams are just trading blowouts, and then the last team wins. So I don't know. Um, I mean, like this this second game got out of hand, and I think we'll probably get the opposite version of that, where Boston just kind of like goes off, like. I, uh, Jason Tatum was really rough in game one. He had a much, much, much better game two. Was really, really solid in game two. Um, but he's he, he'll always he's he's good for disappearing for at least two games. A yeah, and yeah, I, I think we're, same thing with Jalen Brown. I, they don't. I don't think they've ever had a game where they both played well. Yeah. What was interesting is because game one, like they basically had Clay on Jalen all game, and Jalen just ate his lunch. Just like went in on him in game one and then in game two they started draymond off on al horford and then quickly switched him over to jalen and he pretty much like jalen came out pretty hot and then he pretty much just like negated jalen for the rest of the game i'll be interested to see what they can do because here's the thing draymond can only guard one guy and so like there's the potential for jason tatum if he comes out hot in one of these games like if he can drop a 40 burger that puts them in a very advantageous position because I still, I still believe very strongly that they have more guys who can go out there and get 30 for them than the Warriors do currently. I I don't disagree with that. I just think the Warriors have more offensive weapons and they got not offensively, but they got some solid contributions in game two from Gary Payton too. He he really impressed me. He basically took all the Iguodala minutes and like, also I think he I think he ended up playing more than Clay, which probably was the right call. Like not probably, it was the right call. I mean, yeah, he's I mean, hitting corner no, threes. He's hitting corner threes. Okay, I think he played twenty five minutes in game two, which I think in game set, right in game here. one he might have played like I don't know, nine, ten. Six. Yeah. I think six minutes. So twenty five minutes. Like, I, I I don't sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was like twenty five minutes for Gary Payton in game two, thirty minutes for Clay, but like still he played a Pretty whole lot close. of minutes. And he's basically yeah. playing how, how many the Clay minutes role. Gary, how many how many minutes did Gary Payton play in uh, game one? Did he play any? I don't even know. I don't even know Hold if on. he played in game one. I think he did. I don't think he played I in game he, one. I'm pretty confident that he yeah. did, but I, I can't No, he didn't. Completely. Oh, he didn't play in game no, one. No, he did not play so in game one. Game two okay. is his. All right, well. So he went straight in for 25 minutes in game two. Because, I mean, again, good minutes. He played good defense. He was, he was, he's always good off the bench. It's honestly he, really impressive that he's even playing right now. Like, they showed the replay yeah. of yeah. that injury so many times before game two. And I'm just like, I can't even believe that he's shooting right now. Like I, I don't even know that I would be able to move my shot. One hundred percent from the field, crushed it, dude. Like hit it one hit for it. one from three, two for two from the feet from from two. Um, missed both of his free throws. Got three boards, three assists. Disappointing. What would Dad say? He was plus fifteen. Otto Porter was a plus twenty four off the bench. Yeah, I don't really read into plus minus. Plus minus is such a bullshit stat. A lot of that has to do with the fact that did you play with Draymond or not? <laughs> like a lot of that has to do with well, did you play with I, a guy? I I. I I like it when it's like somebody played nine minutes and they were minus thirty. Sure, that, that's <laughs> yes, always fun. That's always fun because just like this I, game was, was out was of control. A, there was a series this year that I I, te- I can't remember what player it was, but I texted you guys and I was like, "So and so has played nine minutes and they're minus thirty three. I think it was actually sixteen minutes that the the person played, but still, I mean, that's literally well, like that's. It's weird that he said thirty three because the worst of the night was Jason Tatum with a minus thirty six. Damn. I'll say this, like, 
now that I'm it's it's bad if your high powered offensive guy is if your number one scoring option is minus thirty six, like that's telling because yeah. like he's your he's on the floor all night long and he's your best scoring threat. Yeah, like, but also he shouldn't be on but the- also too he was also on the floor during the Warriors like scoring onslaught where they just like went off. And so like there's just there's a correlation there. Yeah, but why wasn't he why wasn't he answering back with he was missing well, his that shots. Was the, other thing. For the Celtics basically were ice cold from three the entire game. Like they, I think they were like sixteen of thirty seven in game two or some shit like that. Fifteen of thirty seven. Damn, very close. Good job. Good job. Jay. Um, like it was, it was not a good showing for them offensively. Um, and granted, like I mean, they, what what did they finish with? Eighty four points, eighty eight points. Uh, eighty eight. They shot thirty seven point five percent from the field. Yeah, it was bad. It was a really bad game. So I was listening to a podcast the other day. In the first half, I think it was in the first half, the Celtics were on they were on pace to have the lowest two point field goal percentage in playoff history since the three point line was introduced. That's bad. They were on, they ended up they ended up hitting like but they were on pace, I think, to shoot like seventeen percent from two. Like it was I mean, they were missing bunnies. They were missing easy layups yeah, throughout I mean, the they're game. Never, they're not going to do that again, but no. Um, they, I still think they might miss some shots because every time I watch the Celtics, I'm like, it's either it's either someone else sparks off, has a great ne- great game uh, next to either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or they, they lose. That's what, like someone else, because it's never the two of them. It's never the two stars together, so someone has to Marcus Smart's got to do it or Derek White or Al Horford and I don't know if you can expect that every game. That's why I'm not budging at all. I do think the Celtics win this next game. And then I think the Warriors go back-to-back, finish it off in six. Hmm. Well, they can't finish it off. They need one more. Wait. He's saying he's saying they finish it out in six total. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I think they finish out in six total. So then they'd have to win. Okay, yeah, yeah. Three so straight? Yeah, they'd, they'd have to win three straight. Three straight, sorry. It's, a, it's, a, it's tough sledding against the NCAA, this team. Here's a fun question for you guys. Steph is clearly the, the front runner for MVP of this series thus far. Who's your number two? I mean, we're, we're one run right now. So, like, there's either team. There's no, wrong, there's no wrong answer on either team. I'm curious who your number two MVP. Offensively, it becomes probably Jordan Poole on the Warriors, but I think no, he'll give us Draymond. It's absolutely not Jordan Poole. That's, that's, that's Ooh, absolutely I said wrong. offensively. He's had, he's, he had he's, one good who, quarter. But he's doing, like, the second – Best, I think, overall across, average across wise. Both teams? I mean, else, no, I said the, for the Warriors. For the oh, for the Warriors. But I said, I said offensively it would be him. But I still think you give it to Draymond Green if it's the Warriors. Yeah, that's a hard sell because of the stats. But like, I, I think I agree. Like, if we're looking at the Warriors, it, like uh, candidates, like maybe Jordan Poole, but I'd probably, I'd probably pull for Draymond more. So I would pull Draymond more, and for the Celtics, it would be Jason Tatum. I think he's done the best. Yeah, I think it's Jalen Brown. Well, Jalen Brown has been doing pretty well. I mean, he's had two solid games. Jalen, J- Jason Tatum had a rough game one. What did he finish with? Twelve, I think. Like three of seven, three of three of seventeen. Yeah, he was in awful one. in game one. Eight of nineteen in game two. Yeah, he came. He oh, was he was hot better, in game two. But... He was hot in game two. He was good. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in that. I'm also interested in will Draymond make it through this series? Because Draymond was extra Draymond in game two. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on what Steve Javi said? Nothing wrong with it. I don't know what he said. He, he, he said, said that the, interview, the refs, basically he was like the refs would like if they already have one, they'll be a little bit more oh, lenient oh, to yeah, kicking yeah, yeah. him out. Sorry, sorry, I sent you guys that, that clip. I, I thought we were talking about something that. Uh, yeah, uh, look, I mean, we all know, we all know that we it's the, it's true in all sports. Like we we know that they they choke on their whistles in, in certain moments, or you know they won't. Um, but he said the quiet part out loud, man. Like it's, it's shit we all know, but it's, it's stuff you don't you don't talk about. You know, it's it, you, you just don't you don't say it out loud. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't care. I had I no problem with it. Than, I, I'd rather no, them just I had no problem. Say it. It's fine. You know, I'd rather them just say it. And I, I but also like here's the thing, man. I'm watching this to be fucking yeah. entertained. Like I don't don't. I like, want to watch the best players play. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it, it's why uh, unless like a travel is like overtly egregious or, or something or like John Morant, who literally like palms the ball every time he attacks the rim. Like, I'd like you to call that stuff. But outside of that, like, you know, like 
my dad will be like, that's a travel. I'm dude, like, yeah, I, 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 like, had to, like, I had to step away from my dad the other day. We were watching a game. And he like Every play is like, well, that's a travel. I'm like, dad, if you say that one more time, I'm, go- I'm, like, I'm leaving. I can't. We can't do this. We can't do this. Every play is not a travel. That's absurd. Man. That's just mathematically not possible. My my favorite thing is, um, as, as you all know, I grew up in a, a very small Iowa town, and uh, I would I would watch NBA games with, with my friends, and uh, my I, I had a friend whose dad would be like, "Oh, you know what the NBA stands for? The No Basketball Association." <laughs> It's just like okay, like he was he was that way. He'd like he'd like bitch about that shit constantly. And it's like, dude, you don't have to watch, man. Like you you don't have to well, watch. And those like, we're gonna watch. Those enjoy. are the same dudes who are like college basketball is better because they play so hard. No, you know why they play so hard? Because they're worse at basketball. Like objectively, they're, they're worse nice, at basketball. Good. I love college basketball, but I'm I'm it, it is it's just different. it's far Not far inferior. Than, like than so NBA, much so inferior. I mean. It, it, it it just yeah it's it's just not even close. Um, but no, I agree. Like I'm I'm totally fine with what Steve Jabby said. Like look, at the, like Draymond said it on his podcast. Like referees are humans, and so like he even mentioned yeah. that sometimes he will push the envelope a little bit more after he's got a technical foul because he knows who he is and he knows that like they don't want to throw him out, and so they will give him the benefit of the doubt. And so he does push the envelope. He got a little extra Draymond in game two, like a little extra Draymond, where it's just like, bro, like I respect it, and he was clearly in the Celtics' heads. Like they were flustered, like so much so that Ime Udoka got a technical. Like he was in everybody's heads. That being yeah. said, be real careful, Draymond, because we've seen this before. You get kicked out, and then you lose to the fucking Cavaliers. So be real careful. <laughs> Tread lightly, my man. I love it. I love the intensity, but just tr- if you're listening, tread lightly, kid. I do. Uh, I, I do also feel like obligated to, to make this quick aside comment. This is in no way related to this, but I was just thinking about dads and talking about basketball. My dad is a lifelong Celtics fan, huh. um, and while he doesn't follow the NBA hmm. super closely, he does follow the Celtics, um, and he has been. He although I did, I asked him. I was like, I was like, do you watch? Uh, do you watch the finals? He's like, yeah. He's like, I was watching Game One the other night. He's like. He's like, yeah, my Celtics didn't do too good. I'm like, you fell asleep in the chair watching the game. Because the Celtics came back and won. Oh. He goes, they did? Well, huzzah. Huzzah. Love it. Wow. Go us. Love oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so funny. Oh, man. I don't know. It's been a fun series. I'm, I'm, it's a good final. I've, I've been, I've been happy with the, yeah. with the results so far. Yeah. Game yeah. one was fucking fantastic. Game one was so fun. Game one was a lot of fun. Al Horford and his beautiful eyes just going off. You guys think about me uh, during uh, game three tomorrow night because I am flying to Minneapolis tomorrow evening. And my plane takes off at game time and I land at 915. But then I do have to wait at the airport for two hours for Devin to get there because she's taking a much later flight from New York. Uh, to get out there and uh, so I will I'm hopefully going to find like an airport bar to drink $14 Miller Lights at while I watch the game um, yeah. but please just keep me in your thoughts while you're enjoying uh, the first half of that with, game with, with pleasure do. with pleasure yeah I like that <laughs> uh, let's uh, do you guys you want to move on over to our next subject of the, the yeah, let's do it yeah, I think that's right, right sure moving speaking of moving Moving on out, Quinn Snyder is stepping down as the coach of the Utah Jazz. He says uh, goodbye. I don't want to do this shit anymore. This is uh, annoying. We over text talked a little bit, said he's probably going to take a year off. Um, So let's talk a little bit first. I want to hear who do we think is going to come on over to the Jazz, and then afterwards we'll talk Quinn Snyder. Tad, who do you think is going to be the next coach of the Utah Jazz? Terry Stotts. It'll absolutely be Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts uh, has proven that he can win a lot of games uh, in a similar situation because when he was in Portland, he had a like all NBA combo guard effectively with Dame Lillard, and he's basically stepping into that uh, in a similar situation with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, that team, they need to do something. They got to change something, whether it's, it's, they, they need to trade somebody. They've apparently said 
that they have rejected. They've gotten 11 trade offers for Donovan Mitchell and rejected them all. So I would not be shocked to see Rudy Gobert not be there, although I don't know who's going to take on that albatross contract for a center who is nothing more than really a a rim protector because he's absolutely a fucking liability on uh, the offensive end, and he he's he's not. I, I hate. He's athletic. Rudy Gobert is an athletic person, but he is not athletic enough to guard teams when they go small. Um, so when the Jazz gave him that contract, it made sense because they were winning a lot of games. It was kind of like, oh, they're like right there on the precipice. Um, but I, I think Terry Stotts takes that team over. Um, I I think that they'll continue to, to compete at a high level and be near the top of the Western Conference for the next several years. Um they do need to make some changes, though. Um, Mike Conley, I hope that he like continues to play at a high level, but obviously he dealt with some injury concerns this year. He's not getting any younger. Um, they, they need to shake some stuff up there. I don't know what exactly that is going to look like, uh, but they need to make some changes. But, I, I mean, if I'm the Jazz, Terry Stotts is the, the first guy that I'm making a phone call to. Okay. And, Jay, what are your thoughts? Who do you think the Jazz – give a call to it's an interesting comparison because like if you remember back to the portland days like there was that period where it was like damon lamarcus didn't want to play together anymore and so the blazers got rid of well they didn't get rid of lamarcus alters leaves in free agency and so the blazers just assume like well we're going to be rebuilding around dame and then that same year they make the playoffs like with like alpha rukaminu and a bunch of other randos um there's something to be said about terry stotts i i Hey, you put some respect on my man Alan Crabb's <laughs> right. name, all right? That was that was peak <laughs> Alan Crabb before he got traded to Brooklyn and then Atlanta and then never played a basketball game. And he signed that fucking massive contract and then was just like, "Oh, Neil so O'Shea, what a terrible GM!" I, if they gotta get rid of anybody, it's Neil O'Shea. Like, what are we doing here? But in any case, <laughs> like, none of that was Terry Stotts' fault. Terry Stotts not the one that signed the contracts. Anywho, um, no, I'm always I've always been a fan of of Terry Stotts um, for a long time. Think he's a great coach. You know, I heard something in- interesting on in a podcast today. Um, I wonder if Frank Vogel slots into this. Like a lot of this is going to be dependent on what the Jazz want to do directionally. Like they've got a brand new leadership group, like brand new owner. Danny Ainge is like seven months into the role, basically. You know, Dwayne Wade is like whatever portion of the owner, but like seems to have some some influence on on at least as much as sitting on the on courtside and giving Donovan Mitchell advice. Like it's really <laughs> interesting to see. Clearly, according to Woj, Donovan Mitchell was unnerved by the news, and so uh, not really sure what's going to happen. There. <laughs> what, what did I can't pull up the text because I'm on my phone. What did that fuck? He was like unnerved, un something, and like they basically said he was flabbergasted <laughs> right. and yeah, uh, I gotcha ESPN sources an aftermath of Quinn Snyder's departure of Utah Jazz coach all-star guard Donovan Mitchell is described as unsettled unser- unnerved and wondering what it means for the franchise's future yeah, that's his why does every fucking NBA tweet and like news always read like <laughs> sorry Jay, no I it's fine it's fine like, like it's uh damn. yeah it's very like it's very like newsy headline like yeah, <laughs> I also saw one. I forgot what it was that it, that said, but so, it someone said something about Donovan Mitchell, and he responded with like, "Man, you guys gotta stop lying." It's <laughs> like, oh wow, um, Donovan Mitchell will be a New York Nick come next year at some point. I don't know that's gonna happen over the off season. Great. I think it's over, but I think go back to the original question. I think their coaching decision weighs very heavily on the direction that they want to take as a team. Are they going to rebuild and blow up and bring in a coach who's like, you know, an assistant coach? Like they've got a guy in house. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Um, Shams tweeted out a bunch of people the other day, but um, they've got a guy in house who could potentially just like, and if you look at the organization historically, like it was Jerry Sloan and then Ty Corbin and then Quinn Snyder, all guys who basically like were coaching within the Utah jazz system um, who then took that job? Uh, there's some other candidates out there. Johnny Bryan for the Knicks. Uh, Alex Jensen, who's the guy, is the guy who I'm thinking of. A um, couple other assistants. Adrian Griffin's name's been thrown out for a lot of jobs over the last couple of years, including the Bulls job last year. There's a lot of candidates out there. I think it's just gonna make it's just it's just, it's gonna depend on like directionally where the team wants to go. This is not on the rundown, but I do want to ask you guys this. So reports are today that. Yes, I think Mike D'Antoni would be a good hire for the – oh, sorry. Well, it's funny you should mention that. That'd be funny. Um, so reports out of Charlotte say were, they were basically ready to sign um, – um, 
Oh my God, what's his name? Good Lord, hold on. I just had it. It was on the tip of my mm-hmm. damn tongue. What does he do? Okay, Kenny Atkinson. Well, yeah, Kenny Atkinson. They were on. They were like prepared to sign Kenny Atkinson. Apparently now Mike D'Antoni is back in the uh, back in Ooh, the interview seat. See, I brought. I was gonna bring Mike D'Antoni up for the Jazz. I don't well, know. That, during this I don't know if that fits for them though. Like that that team but, structure. Anyway, I'm curious. Instead of Jazz, you're saying he might go to the Hornets. Yeah. So if you're Charlotte, who would you prefer? Both good coaches. At this, at this stage in the game, probably. I think so too. Yeah, I think I so agree. too. Like, there's a part yeah. of me who like D'Antoni would be. There's fun. a part of me that geeks, geeked out about D'Antoni and Lamelo. Like, D'Antoni's never had a bad point guard. He's never had a guy on like run his offense as the point guard who had a bad season and like throwing. Well, who was his point guard in New York? Carmelo. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, well, whoever runs well, point, right? Like, I mean, point. Like that guy is going to fill up the stat sheet, and so like part of me gets excited about Lamelo in that role. But I agree. I think Kenny Atkinson's probably the right hire, which means they're yeah. going to hire Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan's like Mike D'Antoni. I know who that is. He has no idea. Mike Michael Jordan doesn't have the slightest. So, no, game. that guy. Didn't he play in Italy? I don't know who that guy is. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think a lot of their coaching decisions is going to come down to directionally. What do they want to do? Are they going to blow it up and start over again, or like are they going to decide to force their stars to play together? Are they going to decide to keep one or the other? And if so, who? Like, there's there's so many decisions that are out there. That Utah Jazz situation is weird. You ha- you yeah. you have to keep you have to keep Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert is not a fucking marketable player, and especially after the whole COVID thing, like. Uh, it's, it's you got to keep Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell sells jerseys and shoes. Rudy I don't disagree, but if Donovan eats, clearly eats, doesn't want to be there, gets and wears berets. Wow, that was. I also found that I found the tweet that uh, Donovan Mitchell said was a lie, and it was that Quinn Snyder tried to call him, but Donovan Mitchell wouldn't answer the phone calls, and he's like, "Please stop Not lying." Sure. What a specific thing to say. That is a weird one. But, yeah, none of, like there, there, there's there's never been like really any rumors that like there's been any sort of discontent between the player like between the players themselves sure but like n- none of those players seem to have any issue playing for Quinn Snyder. No, I think Quinn Snyder was just tired and was like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. He's like, this team, well, this team so is so much not drama built. too, you know? Like, yeah, it's not he's built to win. To his- Retreating to his volcano lair on a remote island. Well, I mean, it's perfect that you say that. What do we say? Do we think he'll eventually go to another Absolutely. team? A hundred percent. There's team? just no, there's no good opportunities out there right now. I Texas. He won't coach. No, this and year. he shouldn't. He and he shouldn't. No, 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 no. I, I know you said he would probably take a year I, off. My like my gut, two, my gut like says he goes to San Antonio. As my gut is, he waits for Pop to retire and he goes to San Antonio. That's just that's just what my gut says. I think it's a it's a great job for him. He grew up in that system. It's a, I mean, it's one of the top organizations in all of the NBA. Um, and granted, like Quinn Snyder is a very good NBA coach. Like, got a lot out of those Utah Jazz teams. Um, yeah. Even like post Gordon Hayward, when we thought like, oh well, there it goes. Like, got a lot out of those teams. So much so that they were a number one seed last year. Like, yeah, I think like he's gonna get a job somewhere. I think my heart says, I'll say this. Here's the other one. I swear to God, if go make your point. I'm kind of interested. Or Tad, say it. Tad, say? say. Go, you ahead. No, I wasn't going to say that. Okay, no, right. I like Willie Green. Willie Green's a good coach. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But if they don't do more and they're trying to keep Zion around, like he could be out here's, the door. And here's, then we can here's, here's my pick. Here's my pick. This is my sneaky pick. If the Bulls underachieve this year, I don't see why AK and Eversley wouldn't be like, Billy, get the fuck out. Bring in Quinn Snyder. That's my other sneaky pick. That's my other that. sneaky pick. I was thinking about that as I was walking home I like today. Because I know Billy Donovan was a little bit on the hot seat as like the way that this season kind of ended in like a very like in a whimper. And so if he comes out really shit next year and they don't even make the playoffs or they're like an eight seed where they don't make an, a marginal improvement, I could see a situation where AK and Eversley are like, sorry, buddy, and they bring in Quinn Snyder, which I would not be upset about in the slightest. Likewise. Or they hire or they hire uh, TJ Otzenberger, or I think that's his name, who's the current head coach at Iowa State <laughs> No, we're not doing that again. We got a European in the front office now. We're safe. <laughs> Is that all it Just takes? Just saying. Exactly. 
Just saying, the European. That's, that's what the, the, the Bulls do is they fire successful head coaches and replace them with a. I mean, and I, 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 you can debate this if you want to, but I'd say Billy Donovan has been pretty successful during his I Bulls think so. tenure. I not, think not obviously to the, not to the heights of Thibodeau or, or Phil Jackson. No, but I mean, stretch, but, with with the cards um, he's been dealt, like he's, I, I would say he's done pretty solidly. It's been two seasons. I think he's been doing pretty well. I agree. Yeah, I, and like. He's brought one team to the finals. Chicago wants to see Chicago wants to see another competitive team. And if if Billy Donovan gets his third season under his belt and it's just like not better than last year, I I would not be surprised if the rumors get started. The state of affairs for Chicago sports are they're very dim sad. as fuck. Like across yeah, the board, it's not great. It's, it's not, not good, good anywhere. The both of the baseball teams suck. Uh, the basketball team is mediocre. Well, one was expected to suck. Yeah, the, actually, the White Sox is bringing me a lot of joy, but. Um, and then like, yeah, the fucking bears are abysmal, <laughs> like Chicago fire underperforming <laughs> Blackhawks suck. Yeah. That's what we care Chicago about. Fire, Chicago I fire. I didn't even know they still, are they, is their season underway right now? I they are very much you. underway. They're not. Is that a, is MLS a summer sport? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sounds is, about right. It's uh feels it's like a it summer. Be. It's a summer sport. Currently the Chicago fire are in last place. <laughs> Damn it! Crushing Which it. sucks because we fucking signed Shakiri and he has not really played much at all. Shakiri, I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who that he is. He is. Well, actually, no, I take that back. He's played a lot. Who does Pulisic play for? Uh, Chelsea, but he's probably going to play for Liverpool next year. Would be my guess. Oh, cool. All right. Well, he plays for the USA team, and he's good. That's yes. all I know. Uh, Jordan Shakiri is. I don't know what country he's from, but he played for Liverpool for a long time. He was. He's Swiss. I used to root for Chelsea just because I would play with them a lot in FIFA. Um, but I don't know the first fucking thing about yeah. them. Um, they're great. So, they're 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 pretty likewise. solid. But uh, yeah, Jordan Shakiri. We signed him. They play in the Chelsea neighborhood in New York. Uh, yeah. Close. Yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah, equivalent. Great. Cool. Yeah. In. London. Oh, great! Exactly. All right, good for That's them. the one. That's the one. They talk like this. Yeah, you thing. nailed it. <laughs> playing a bit of footy. Yeah, that's wow. Christian Pulisic? <laughs> that's is that you? Terrible, but at first it was a uh, <laughs> oof. All right, well. No, well, there's there's several different you know dialects that, that, that they have over there. You know that was uh, you wanna, I don't know exactly you, which region. Are you that's give us from. one more. Yeah, there's more the the London. Oh, <laughs> that was very Aussie. That Sorry, was very I got, Aussie. I got a little too deep. That was that was that was that was too Australian. There's the, I I can't do them all very well. It's it's easy just to do like the Cockney accent. Yeah. What's all this then, mate? What's all this then? You fucking what? That's what they say. That's I love their little terms. What's all this then? You've been taking the piss. Oh man! I'll look you right in the gabba, I will, mate. Swear me, mum. Wow. Swear me better. Is that, man, is that terrible? No, it's bad, but it's getting better. Uh, <laughs> Devin has a, a friend who is married to a guy who is from London, and uh, we were at a wedding a few weeks ago in Austin, and I met him for the first time. And uh, the drunker I got, the more that I was. Oh no! Oh, and no. there was like uh, I, I did it. I did it at the rehearsal dinner, and then at the wedding, I was like, "Sorry about that." And he's like, "No, it's it's fine." It's like, and he's a cool guy. Like we get along really well. But uh, then at the actual <laughs> wedding during the reception, the drunker I got, uh, the more I was like just itching to do it. And then I walked up to him. he was he was like talking to I think Devin and his wife, and I walked up and I was like, "What's all this then?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, there it is." I am I am embarrassed. I'm embarrassed just listening to the story. I'm so embarrassed. Devin, I'm sorry for him. Oh Good man. God. That is Wow. British girl. What's all the, I <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I feel like I'm my cheeks are turning red. I'm so embarrassed right now. Oh Secondhand wow. embarrassment. Oh, uh, you know we have one last yeah, Let's do this. Fucking A. Wait, we yeah, do? We got one more. Describe it okay. to me. Um, <laughs> some things are long, some things are short. Which one should they be? Do we think that a thing? Do we, do we oh, right, 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 right. No, I, yeah, no, I refuse to talk. This is so stupid. Instead of a, a subject, it's in a rant. Uh, Adam Silver wants it to be eighty-two. Wants less than eighty-two games. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Adam Silver has not commented one way or the other. 
as to whether or not he wants a shorter season or a longer season. What he well, he no, said, no, no, hold on. What he said was is that last season was ten games shorter because of COVID, and despite that, there wasn't a big difference in the number of injuries that were experienced last year. That's what he said. So he wasn't advocating one way or another. He was literally just yeah. Saying, but they also fucking they stuffed all those games. I, I don't. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what he said. I don't want to say that Adam Silver says he wants a shorter season. That's not what he said. Mm. People have been okay. asking him about it, and he has not really taken a side thus far. Okay. I apologize for what I said, but it has become a topic of debate, and I think it's dumb. Just let it be 82 games. I get it. People want to take, like, let play less games. They want to do, like, the, the tournament thingy, all the different things that they want to do. I, I think it's fine to just keep it 82 games. You guys can both sit, Tad, or Jay, yeah, I'll let you go first and talk about it, but I, it's 82 games. Just let, just let, I want, I want, I want more basketball. Just, just allow so me. I was listening to Ryan Rosillo's podcast today and he broke this down in a very interesting way. And so he said, he basically was like, when you think of basketball as a business, cause it is a business and like this next contract is going to come up and it's reportedly going to be worth about like $72 billion. Like it's going to be a crazy TV contract. Right. And so these TV contracts are only as, big as they are because of stars. So he was like, if we want to think about what qualifies somebody as a star, let's assume that they're one of the top 25 scorers in the NBA. So he looked at the top 25 scorers in the NBA this year and on average, how many games they missed versus seasons past. So, Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, I guess? go ahead. On average, how many they games missed were missed? 21, 20, 23, 21. 23 Damn. games. Would you care to venture a guess as to what that figure was five years ago? 18. 14. Seven. Damn. Damn. And so his point was the NBA season is already shorter based on the fact that NBA stars are taking time off during the season at all times. Now, there were some extreme cases this year, some injuries, Kyrie Irving, some other shit. But historically speaking – the top 25 scorers, like, they don't miss that many games, but now they are. And so, like, you can you can claim that you want a shorter season because, like, you know. And, and, like, Richard Jefferson, like, I think he explained it pretty well in his argument, which is, like, look, part of being a legend is longevity. Like, Kobe didn't take time off. MJ didn't take time off. LeBron doesn't take time off. Except for that one season where he was injured. Um he, where, except for that one season where he he was injured, he off. had a hamstring thing. Um, but like long, <laughs> also technically Michael Jordan took a season off. Uh, was forced to. Yeah, were you talking was about when he snapped his forced leg in to? Half? No, he's talking about no. Oh, I thought we were talking about his, <laughs> no. His no I'm talking about in between championships. He took some but time. Richard off. Jefferson said it pretty well, and he was like, "Look, this is like to be a legend. Like longevity plays into that, and like professional sports are supposed to be hard. We play a child's game, like." This no, enough coddling. We're taking enough time off as it is. Like, no, it's an eighty-two game season. No end of end of conversation. And I I tend to agree. I have thought this. This has been an argument for twenty fucking years. Like, it's never going to change. It's going to be eighty-two games. It's a business. Having more games means more revenue. It means more like uh, ad deals and all that shit. So like that, it's it's never going to change. Like, we just need to stop. Like, it, the argument needs to stop. I would be in favor of a shorter season because, like, I think it, like, it, it puts more emphasis on the regular season. Um, but since we're never going to get that, what I would like is more shit, like, spaced out, less back to back. That like, I agree less, with. Like teams like playing like constantly, teams playing three games in four days. That stuff I agree like with. That. I I am fully on board with finding a way to do that. Like when when you have a, a team that plays three games in a row, like three games over the span of six days and they're traveling, they're on a road trip. And so it's city to city to city. Like that, that's not beneficial for the league. Guys are tired. Guys are sitting out. Uh, Like it it increases like opportunities for injury. Um, The schedules are not always fair. Like the way that like, like some teams play more back-to-backs than others. Um that's the shit that they need to figure out. And if that means that we start, we tip the season off a little bit earlier or maybe end it a little bit later, I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with, and just to, while I'm on my soapbox here, is a seven-game series for the NBA Finals lasting three fucking weeks. 
Yeah, that's Three a little fucking insane. Weeks. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that like that uh, they played on fucking Thursday and then didn't play again until Sunday. Like, yeah. and, and now, now we're waiting until Wednesday. It, it's just like I mean that shit is ridiculous. So in the finals in like the playoffs, maybe less like not so much time, but like the regular season, yeah, they got to find a way to space these things out. Like it prevents injury, it prevents fatigue. Um, I don't disagree with Richard Jefferson's point, but at the same time, like I would like to see less back. Like a team plays a back to back, and you've got a thirty-three year old superstar. Like, guess what? He's probably playing the game in the game against the team that's better, and probably not playing the one against the Pistons or the Magic on fucking January twelfth. Yeah, probably you not. Know? Yeah, there's nothing to be said so, about that. I I just think ultimately, like my my biggest thing is it's never gonna get no. It's no, I just I think to your point, like NBA, like if you want to stop hearing about complaining, like just be a better partner. Don't schedule the same team to play the Thursday night TNT game and then the Saturday night ABC game. Just don't do it. Like be better at scheduling. Yeah. Simple as that. Be better at scheduling. Which I do 100% agree. I, I don't want to get rid of games. I think 42, uh, 42, 82 is a good amount. I'm fine with extending the amount of like the. I don't know. Do like I don't know three three games max a week. Three games in seven days. That's not too bad. That would extend. And like if if you're if you're home, you can play more games yeah. in that given you know, week. Traveling at home, just, yeah. but like when teams are like on road trips and traveling and all that shit, like that's just yeah. that's when it can become. So. And that also that gives them more rest. Then they become less likely to get injured. Well, and also too, like these playoffs until this until this, this finals, it was literally like. Day off, play. Day off, play. Day off, play. The entire first, second, and third mm-hmm. round of the playoffs yeah. was like, they were going in. They were going and in on these guys. And now they're like, we're going to take three days off between games. Like, today I came home. I was like, oh, great. There's basketball. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Shit. Nope. Well, I have, I have, I check my phone every day. I'm like, is there a game today? <laughs> and then I looked and I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, there should be one tonight. Oh, fuck. There's yeah, going to be nope. one tomorrow. Well, <laughs> yeah. but I can't fucking I know, watch it. I was thinking it, the so same great. thing. Oh, well. What are you going to do? <laughs> Complain about it yeah, to you guys. Yeah, there you go. Bam. Right into the microphone. Let everybody know. How dare they? Okay, now. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No. No. No? Well, then let's go on over to plugs. You can follow me on Instagram at tad.hall. That's T-A-D. And you can follow me at J underscore Keelas on Instagram and Twitter. And if you know any uh, single British women, send them my way. Send them my way. They sound lovely. If they sound like Tad, they sound fantastic. Oh, right, you know man. what? I take it back. Well, this... Jay's just looking for Jay. Jay's looking for a fit bird. <laughs> and there he goes back to Aussie. Wow, it's going back beautiful. to Aussie again. It's. I mean, it's. You know, it's. It is interesting that we bookended this uh, episode with you guys talking about British people, and you guys ending it with British stuff. Uh, this is the British episode. Very interesting. NBA goes to the nice. UK. I would be yes. okay with that, actually. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza. You can follow the podcast at NBA Pod. And if you're on TikTok, follow at Valley Ghostbusters. All right. For Jay, for Tad, I've been Nikki. This has been NBA. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest.